Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, your humble messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Once again, it's on. Before I begin this podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to Jason Black. Jason Black out of Louisiana. Um, Shout out to that brother uh, pushing the culture forward, exposing those white supremacists, and also exposing those coons in Capitol Hills. Uh, shout out to Tariq Nasheed. Tariq Nasheed, uh, you, you know about him. Um, Hidden Colors series. He's the author behind the Hidden Colors series. Shout out to Tariq Nasheed out in LA, California, Los Angeles, California. So once again, we all today we're going to discuss the uh, the 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 Ku Klux Karen law. The Ku Klux Karen law. Um, that passed by Mayor Bellagio in New York City and the governor. Um, like I said, you know, white women, they like to call cops on us unjustly. Um, they always think that we are suspect. Um, you have white Karen, you have a Hispanic Karen, uh, those white Cuban, uh, you know, in Miami. They like to call cops on us on, uh, for no type of reason. So that law should be put in place. Whenever you call a cops on somebody unjustly, and they get arrested, you should get five years in jail. Now, if that person get killed, you should be charged with second-degree murder because you are compliant in the person murder. You was, you are compliant. So, therefore, that's that's the way I would do the law. I will make sure that if you call some, if you call the cops on somebody with no probable cause, you just call the cops because of your racist bigotry sentiment. Will give you five years in jail because, like I said, when it, when you call the cops on us, it's a life and death situation for us most of the time. I'm not saying all the time, but most of the time, that's how that's what we face in those New York in those streets in in America. I'm not saying all cops out there are vigilantes, but the law of average, I proved me right. The Ku Klux Klan law is a law to prevent whites of uh, white supremacists calling cops on black people for no type of reason. Uh, we have seen all the videos on social media where white people are calling the cops at the dog park, at the you know stadium. They're calling the cops just for jogging. Walk. Me, they call the cops on me because I'm in cells. So I've been to those white neighborhoods where people call the cops on me for no apparent reason because they see a, a so-called black man walking around buying his business. But I'm not talking about those of us who go out there in those white neighborhoods and, and cause havoc and... And Robin Steele, I'm not talking about those. You can exclude those Negroes out of this podcast. I'm specific, uh, focusing on law-abiding citizens. Um, the, the Ku Klux Klan Karen law is a law that should be passed throughout this nation. The way the law should be in two parts. The first part is that if you call a cops on somebody with no popular cause, you will get five years in jail, guarantee. Five years in jail, that's, that's what you will get. Uh, secondly, if that person uh, got killed by the police because of your stupidity, you will get second-degree murder charge. You, you will be charged with second-degree murder, in some cases, first-degree murder, because you was compliant in this, this, this person's murder. So if you call a cops on somebody with no popular cause, you just, because of your bigotry and your prejudice and your hatred towards so-called blacks, and that person got killed, you will be charged with second-degree murder. That's the way I will do the Ku the Klan Karen law. 
the Ku Klux Klan law. The Ku Klux Klan law. That's how I will uh, revise it. That's how. That's how I'll put it on the books. And LA too, they should follow suit. Like if New York passed that law, every state will follow suit. New York and LA are the two of the state, and California are two states that should pass that law, make it mandatory. Uh, when it comes to the cops, like I said, I already told what the cops, what they should be, should put uh, in the law books when it comes to the cops. Any police officer, regardless of your ranks, if you go out there and kill somebody unjustly, you should get first-degree murder without parole. First-degree murder, and then we're going to strip your pension, and we're going to sue the union, okay? And this insurance company will file law. Uh, we should file a class lawsuit against the insurance company. Like I said, you can't change a rotten tr- a tree. Like the police officer, the apparatus, the apparatus is white, su- white supremacy, KKK, Nazi, skinhead. That's the apparatus of the, the police force. You can't change it. You either dismantle it and start over. You cannot change it. You can't reform that. Because there's a lot of black cops in those police departments are being harassed daily. Some of them are lieutenant. Some of them are police chief. They're being harassed all the time by other police officers in that department. And you know who you are. So the apparatus of the police department is KKK, Nazi, uh, mindset. That's their mentality. So you can't reform that. You ha- it's ingrained in that department. I'm sorry to say that because I've dealt with cops myself personally. I know the mindset. But in the South, you know how it is. I live in Jacksonville, Fernandina Beach, Jacksonville Beach, Ocala, all those places. There's a lot of those white supremacist um, police department in Central Florida and out West, you know, Gainesville, Florida, and all those places, Pensacola, all those places, Lake City. A lot of those police department are white supremacists that just transferred to policemen. So this have not been changed throughout the decades, throughout the centuries. So now in 2020, we must change it moving forward. We can't go another 20 years, 30 years, 50 years with the same mindset, with the same law. Those laws are already biased and racist at, 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 at their core. So we must change those laws ASAP. The Ku Klux Karen law is a start. That's my sentiment, so it's a start, but we need more intangibles. Governor Como, Como have to put more pressure on Bellagio, on the police chief of New York City, and those judges and prosecutors for, be, for being biased towards people of color. And the same thing goes for California, the same thing goes for Florida, the same thing goes for Texas, um, Chicago, the same thing goes for Illinois, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all those states should follow suit. All those states, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, West Virginia, all those states, Kentucky, Memphis, Tennessee, all those states, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, all those states, Alabama, all of them should follow suit. Missouri, Ohio, Idaho, all those states should follow suit. You know, so we cannot let anybody calling the cops on us with no probable cause. And when those Karen, and you have a lot of those white Karen, those white Hispanic too, a lot of them are Cuban or Colombians or Mexican, they like to call cops on people for no apparent reason. Just because you're walking, sometimes you be walking your dog, you live in that neighborhood, they will still call the cops on you. So that's the problem. If you call the cops on somebody with no probable cause, 
Best and believe it, you'll get five years in jail. That'll be your sentence. Five years in jail with five parole. Five years. Because you're putting people's life in danger. Now, if that person get killed by the cops or get beat up by the cops, you should be charged with second-degree murder. Because that's what happened when you call the cops on us. We don't know. We're playing Washington roulette in those streets. When you call the cops on somebody of color, you put their life in danger. You really put their life in danger. Because you don't know who's coming. If it's a good cop or bad, we don't know where we're going to get. So be careful, be mindful. And those, I'm going to address the, the, the good white folks who do understand the, the severity of this problem. I'm going to address you. Talk to your neighbors, your cousin, who have those racist, bigotry sentiment. You should say, listen, it's not cool for you to call the cops with no probable cause. Now, if, so, if you see somebody break in somebody's house, now you have probable cause. Put that on video. Record it. But somebody breaking somebody's car, you got probable cause because you have witnesses. But if you don't have no probable cause, you just call because somebody, a color happened to be in your neighborhood, walking their dogs, jogging, or dropping, um, you know, dropping a box or whatever it is, doing delivery in your neighborhood. You should not be calling a cop for stuff like that. That is idiotic. Why would you do that? You put the police officer life in danger. You put your you put the person life in danger for you call because your idiosity. You can't be doing that because you put a lot of people life in danger. And uh, me, I've been people have called cops on me while I'm out there uh, working. So we all have faced that problem. All people of color have faced that problem. I don't care if you live in the hood, if you live in a suburb in the city, it doesn't matter. You have these things have happened to you. I don't care if you're educated, not educated. I don't care if you have high income bracket, low income bracket. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We all have been through that stuff before. So this got to stop. Only way it's got to stop is through the legislation in Washington, D.C. It's got to be a federal and a state law. Federal and states. Um, uh, kudos to go- uh, Governor Cuomo. And man, Villagio, she he should have been done that a long time ago. I don't know if you're scared of the police union. The police union cannot do nothing to us because we can dismantle the whole union by suing the, the insurance company. Like I told you guys before, we need to file a class lawsuit against the insurance company that insured the police department throughout this nation because we got to hit them in the pockets. The Ku Klux Klan current law is a great start. I repeat, the Ku Klux Klan current law is a great start, but we need more intangibles. We need more intangibles. And they should, they, they, they should follow up with the, the cops. Any cop that killed anybody unjustly, they should get life in jail without parole. That's my, that's my take on it. If you beat somebody who's excessive for you should, you should get charged with second-degree murder. And they, the citizen, too, they should put a law in the books that if you're being harassed by the cops or being pulled by the cop and the cop using excessive force on you, you should be able to fight back. We sh- you should be able to fight back. They should put that on the law. We should be able to fight back. Like I said, I'm not optimistic about the future. Um, the police department, you can't reform it. Um, it is corrupted from top to bottom. Yeah, there's, there are some few good apples in there, but the, the whole bunch is rotten. Um, the apparatus of the police uh, department is, is white supremacy, um, Nazi skinheads, that's the, that's the apparatus. So you can't reform that. You got to dismantle it. 
You cannot reform that because I'm speaking from. I spoke to people that work in the part in the department as people of color. They tell me their their life is their experience. It's not a good experience. Me, I will not work for the police department unless I'm going to create a whole new department where I know that it's going to benefit my people. But I will not join no police department around this country, but especially in the Midwest and the South. But I'm telling you, it's just that that apparatus. It's like a tree. If the tree is rotten. You don't just cut the branch, you just unroot the tree. You cut and the branch doesn't change anything because the tree is rotten at its core, at its roots. So you gotta unroot the tree and plant a new tree. It's the same parallel with the police station, the police department. The apparatus is white supremacy, KKK, and Nazi. Nazi skinhead, that's the apparatus of the, the police. You can reform that, you gotta dismantle it. We got to dismiss dollar and start over. We're not saying all those cops out there are bad, but the law of average have proved me right once again. The law, you see how this police, uh, uh, the union, um, the head of the union in New York City, he said we vilify the, how we vilify the police department? This thing have, is an ongoing problem. How we vilify your department? I'm against police brutality myself, but at the same time, you cannot go out there and killing us unjustly. If you want us to sit there and take it, then you're going to say all life matter. No, all life matter. No, our life matter. We understand all life matter, but you're not chasing Jews out there. You're not chasing Chinese out there. You're not chasing Korean or Japanese. You're not killing those people unjustly. You're killing us. Our lives matter. It's our life that's on the line. Where every time you pull up to a neighborhood, you don't harass, you don't harass the Jews, the Japanese, the Chinese. The Russian, you don't harass them like that. The Italian, do you go to the Italian neighborhood and pull up and start shooting at them? No, you don't do that. Do you go to the Irish neighborhood in New York City or Boston, wherever? Do you harass those Irish like that? They used to be the niggers of Europe. Do you harass those Irish like that? You don't do that because you have respect for them. But when it comes to us, you treat us less than animals and you expect us to take it. No, we ain't going to take it anymore. The bucks stop here. The bucks must stop here. This has been going on for centuries now. The police department should be slave catcher. That's where they come from, from slave catching. They should chase uh, uh, runaway slaves. That was the birth of the police department, slave catching. They still have that same mindset. It's ingrained into their psyche. It's ingrained to their culture. You cannot change them. You either dismantle it and start over, because we're from in the police department, giving them more money, that's not going to resolve anything. I will not give them any more money, because the police department in New York, they have a five, $5 billion budget. That's a $5 billion budget. That's the highest throughout the country. Okay? So they have a $5 billion budget. You think I'm going to give another billion dollars to them? Another million dollars? Hell no. And we got to come together as one. We, we must be on code. I heard somebody was partying. No, brother, it's not the time for you to party right now. You know, we, in, we are at war right now. There's no time for you to party or chasing white sex. There's no time for that. You know, there's no time for that. It's time to be for you, us to be on code so you don't get complicit out there. I know it's a, summer is here. You want to have your barbecue. You want to have your t- good time with your family. I get all that. But you got to focus 
at the problem. You got to focus what's going on around your neighborhood, around this nation. We cannot be um, complicit. We must be on code and fight this cause. Because the, the, gener- um, the civil rights generation have failed us miserably. So it is up to us now to move this thing forward to the next generation. We cannot go another 20 years with the same racist, biased laws. We cannot. We cannot go to the next 10, 5 years with the same racist, biased laws throughout this country. Like I said, you cannot reform the police department. I'm sorry, that, that's, the, that's the unfortunate. The police department cannot be reformed. It either dismantle and start over and bring some new cops and new training. Like I told you, being a cops, a police officer is very stressful psychologically and physically. It's a very stressful job and they are underpaid. So we have to dismantle it and start over. Dismantle it, start over. So like that's my take on this current the 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 Ku Klux Karen law. That's my take on the Ku Klux Karen law. Uh, I think that should be a national law, federal and state. It should be federal and state law uh, that prevent white folks from calling racist. And then you have some Hispanics, some East Indian, you can go in there and Koreans. But this um, Karen law must be passed. And like I said, it should be in two parts. First part, if you call the cops with no probable cause, you will get you will get five years in jail. Will get five years in jail if you do that. Now, if you if the person get beat up or get killed unjustly, you will get sec you you be charged with second degree murder. You will be charged with second degree murder. That's the way I would have put it, and that's the way we should put it. Towards Como, yeah, Governor Como, if you're listening, that's how you should be, because. For far too long, these people have been calling cops on us for no apparent reason. For no reason whatsoever. Now, if you see somebody breaking the law, you rec- you got the pictures, you got videos. I get that part because now you have proof. You got probable cause. But don't just grab your phone and call the cops on us for no reason. Now you put our life in danger when you do that. You're not putting your life in danger. You put our life in danger when you do that. And this law got to pass. It's got to be a national law. It got to be federal and state law. That's my take on the Cook, uh, the Cook Klux Karen law. I would like to hear your perspective on that new law. Um, take care. You guys have a great day. Bye bye.